So the big question is, how do health experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place. Whether you're a dietitian, a nutritionist, or nutrition coach, this is for you. My name is Dr. Javier Carlin, and welcome to The Practice Revolution. We are a movement that is revolutionizing the way private practices are built so you can practice on your terms. Join us and follow along as we learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that we're using to grow our own business and to help you grow yours, using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. We are live and ready to rock and roll. What's going on, everyone? Hope you're doing absolutely amazing. This is Dr. Javier Carlin coming at you inside the Business Growth Secrets for Dietitians and Nutrition Coaches community. Uh, For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm a physical therapist by trade. My wife, Marissa Carlin, is a dietitian, and together we're the co-founders of The Practice Revolution, where we help dietitians and nutrition coaches to replace their income, break free from their nine to five and get to the point where they're making 10K, 20K and beyond in their own private practice. So if that is you, then you are in the right place at the right time. And today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, Brittany, how are you doing? Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Brittany here is from Practice Better. And so Brittany's actually going to uh, share with us how to set boundaries for client and practitioner success. So if you're new to the community, every single Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, we have special trainings for you, helping you with your business, with your practice, uh, growth strategies uh, on marketing, on sales, on masterclasses, everything that you need to have uh, great success in your life and business. And so Brittany here is going to share some gold with you today. Uh, So Brittany, I'm going to go ahead and let you take it away. Awesome. Thanks so much. I'm going to share some slides with you guys today so we can be looking at the same thing. Hopefully you can see those. I'm sure you can. But yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much to um, Javier and Marissa for having me. It's a really exciting opportunity to talk to you guys about boundaries for client and practitioner success. And I want to first say, because we often think of boundaries as a means of protecting ourselves as practitioners and our businesses, but they're also in your client's best interest. And we are going to get into that shortly. But first, I want to say a more formal hello. So there's my face, face inception, um, and let you know a little bit about who I am and what I do. So my name is Brittany. I'm a business success coach with Practice Better. And in my role, I do a lot of these webinars and trainings with practitioners just like you. So a lot of dietitians, nutritionists, health coaches, um, you know, kind of the full gamut of different types of practitioners. And I really pull from my own days as a practitioner, as a nutritionist, and also blend it with the endless possibilities of Practice Better to show you how you can take your business and client care to the next level in a really streamlined and efficient way. So, oops, let's go this way. Do try and stay to the end. Um, I know Javier said 30 minutes. I'm going to try and squeeze it in as much as I can, but I've got lots of information to share with you today. We have as much time as you need, Brittany. Perfect. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, I've got lots of good information to share with you today, but also a couple of exciting offers and invitations at the end. So I'd love to see you stick around to the end if you can. All right, let's get into today's topic, which is client boundaries. And I want to first talk about, you know, what are they and why should you introduce them into your business? So client boundaries, simply put, are kind of like a framework of expectations of how the client journey will occur when you're working with um, a client, you know, in that client and practitioner relationship or dynamic. And really, they're essential to any healthy relationship and especially healthy in the context of relationship with your clients and your business. Ultimately, they're a place for you to protect your business, but they also have tremendous benefits you know, for your um, clients as well. And we're gonna look at that in just a few seconds here. But I first wanna look at, you know, have you ever had a client who has not shown up for an appointment? Have you ever had a client who has canceled last minute, who has taken advantage of your time or services, 
or maybe even left an unpleasant review. And that is tied to boundaries. And we'll explain a little bit more in a second here. But I'd love for you to hop into the comment section and just share with me, have you experienced any of those things? And how do they make you feel as a practitioner? I know that I can say from my days practicing that they never made me feel good. So we're going to do our best to mitigate them. And of course, you know, all of these things, they're kind of an inevitable reality that some of these things will occur to us as practitioners. We're going to learn some ways today to mitigate them through proper expectation setting and ways of establishing and communicating boundaries in your practice. So I do have another question for you guys. I want to know um, in the in the comments, are you currently sharing your professional boundaries with your clients? Sometimes this can feel a little uncomfortable or difficult to communicate because we feel like we're being these like, I don't know, like iron rulers and it doesn't feel like friendly. But again, it's in your client's best interest. And I want to talk about that next. So what if I told you that by having client boundaries, you could reduce the likelihood of burning out, you could increase your word of mouth referrals, have more positive reviews, great client outcomes, you could even uh, work more efficiently and scale your business. We know that there's a lot of time, energy, and mental effort dedicated to every single one of your clients already. But one of those clients that's not maintaining your boundaries is going to increase that expenditure of your time, your energy, and your effort. And if this is happening with multiple clients, you can probably guess how much of a toll that's going to take on you. We're all wearing so many hats as business owners and practitioners that we just don't need more on our plates, frankly. And think about this. If things go exactly as a client expects them to go, meaning you have clearly set upfront expectations, you've communicated your boundaries, and they know what to look forward to when working together, there's a better chance that they're going to stay on track, which means that they're going to have great results. And they're going to go on to actually tell people about it and, again, increase those word of mouth referrals. So I want you to imagine that if you weren't spinning your tires, uh, you know, dealing with no shows or last minute cancellations, people taking advantage of your time or even answering the same questions over and over again, that you could make such better use of your time. And I want you to see very fast how much potential your business could tap into. So, you know, boundaries is such a, um, a topic that really touches on so many elements of our business, it's just so important. But here's the catch with all of this. It's not just enough to have boundaries. You need systems in place to properly communicate those boundaries and set expectations with your clients. If you never talk about them with your clients, if they're not privy to what those things are, you can't expect your clients to actually uphold and respect those things. And things can really start to fall apart. So we're going to, you know, talk about a way to introduce a tool that's going to help you get those systems up and running in a way that your boundaries become a part of every step of the client journey, but in a really natural, organic way. We don't want it to feel uncomfortable. We don't want it to feel, you know, too in their face and scare anybody off. So it's going to feel very much innate and part of the client journey. So Practice Better is a practice management software. And oh, I keep doing that, don't I? We are a tool that allows you to simplify your tech stack and work with better impact, time management, and insights into your business. And specifically today, we're going to be talking about tools and features that allow you to set expectations and uh, communicate those boundaries in a way that's going to set both you and your practitioner up for success. So this is all about, you know, establishing those boundaries, but also putting them into action in a way that's going to make both your life and your client's life just so much easier. So let's take a look at what you can expect out of the rest of this Facebook Live. So we're going to talk about how you can get clear on your boundaries. So we'll look at a few questions and prompts that hopefully will spark some ideas for you to get um, you know, the ball rolling on thinking about what those things need to be for your personal business. We'll also look at how you can use Practice Better to incorporate your boundaries into your workflow in a way that feels really organic and approachable. Again, we're not looking to scare anybody away, but we certainly want to be clear in exactly what they can expect and what boundaries they need to respect on ours so that you know everything goes really smoothly. And lastly, I believe the key to all of this being a success is 
the, the continuation and reminding clients, providing places that they can reference information. So we're, we're really looking for the opportunity to eliminate the guesswork. Um, I, as a backstory, I used to work in real estate. I worked in real estate for 12 years and I learned very quickly through those um, very high stakes, emotional um, business transactions that if I didn't set expectations for my clients, that they would start to come up with their own set of expectations, their own set of narratives. And the second that I didn't meet those as their, you know, as their person, their advisor, things would just fall apart from a uh, relationship and business standpoint. So oftentimes, you know, if we don't deliver on the things that we uphold boundaries for our clients and boundaries for us, and there's a misalignment, it really does set the client up for disappointment. So with all of that kind of established and on the table, I want to dive into this first point of getting clear on your boundaries. Okay, so getting clear on your boundaries. Maybe this is a new concept to you. Maybe this is something that you are feeling in your business, but you're not exactly sure where to start or what to begin implementing. So I wanted to give you guys a few prompts to spark some ideas. And let's go over them here. So the first one here, what type of client do you want to work with? And how can you ensure that prospective clients are the right fit? If you're a practitioner, um, you've likely come across a lot of information about honing in on the specific type of client that you want to work with, your niche. I'm in Canada, I say niche, I don't know what everybody else says. Um, but you have likely heard a lot of that advice, right? And that is great business advice for many reasons. One is because it's helping us establish the boundary over the type of client that we're going to work with. But um, how are you actually going to withhold that? Is there any kind of approval process or application process for your client to, for you to vet those clients to make sure that they are a right fit? So that's number one there. And what hours do you want to work? And how are you going to set up your schedule? I know a lot of us are self-employed or we're working towards being fully self-employed. And therefore, we have some say over the hours that we keep. And that's one of the real perks and benefits of being self-employed. You may even find that you're working more than you did in a traditional nine to five. That's like one of those weird things about being self-employed is we try to get away from those schedules and then we end up working like more hours. However, I don't think, I'm just going to make the assumption, I don't think that you want all of those hours that you're working to be available to your clients and just, you know, opening up that calendar completely. So how are you reserving time for the behind the scenes work to ensure that you're both working in and on your business? Third one here is what type of access and support do you want to offer clients? So as a practitioner, you get to set the parameters and the best way for clients to approach you with questions, if they're seeking advice, and you know you have to be able to establish boundaries around those communication um, frameworks. So do you have a certain response timeline that you want to share with them so that they're not you know messaging you over and over again trying to get a response? Maybe you need to say that you take 24 to 48 hours to respond um, and, and let them know so that they're not pinging you over and over again. So we're going to look at some great tools to make that happen in practice better. And last but not least is your business policies. So things like what are your cancellation policies? Are you going to take a 50% you know, fee if they no-show you? Are you going to take the full fee? Will they lose a session out of their package if they no-show? How are you going to ensure that you get your client's acknowledgement on these policies? So those are the ones that, you know, you do have to have in place to protect your, your time and your energy that you're putting into your business. Um, and that is going to help mitigate things like burnout that, uh, you know, we are prone to as business owners. So getting in a little bit further to the second point, which is incorporating your boundaries into your workflow. So it's not enough to just, you know, like, Ramble them off at the very first session that you have with your client. This is something that we have to assume that we're educating the client from like ground zero. We can't ever make the assumption as the practitioner that they should just know these things. So right from the initial setup of your business or, you know, establishing a program like Practice Better, we want to be able that you can ensure expectations and boundaries are communicated from the very beginning in a way that feels approachable to the client 
but thorough for the practitioner where you have your bases covered and your client can refer back to these things. They're constantly reminded in a way that feels very natural and organic. And it's just, you know, creates this really holistic relationship, healthy relationship between the practitioner and the client. So we're going to look at things like how you can create a client application form to make sure that the client is the right fit for you and you're the right fit for them. So right off the very beginning, you know, having that boundary about the type of client that you work with, how you can send waivers, share your terms of service, cancellation policies right from the very first booking. So ensuring that you have that client acknowledgement when you are communicating boundaries, you know, about how you're going to um, everything from how you're going to handle a late cancellation to a no-show, what your terms of services are, your scope of practice, things of that nature. We'll also talk about how you can share resources with the client that they can refer back to at any time. So again, I like to operate on the standpoint that I never want to make the assumption that the client just knows what my boundaries are, or frankly, is even going to remember them if I mention them one point in time. So I like to create a lot of resources for my client to refer back to so that One, I spend less time answering questions and protect my time and maintain my time boundaries that way. And two, the client, um, you know, if I do have to enact a cancellation policy or um, a no-show policy, I can be rest assured that, you know, the client was privy and had access to that information in many different ways. We're also going to be looking at how you can use booking options to protect your time and calendar. So again, you know, we have the ability and the flexibility to create our schedules, but we don't necessarily want clients like popping into our calendars at Saturday 9 a.m. if we're like planning a hike with our significant other that morning. Uh, You know, things like that where we get to protect our time a little bit and have it so that the client doesn't even have to deal with you contacting them to let them know that you've had to move their appointment request, things of that sort. And then next, what we're going to be showing you within Practice Better is how you can communicate throughout the entire client journey. So this is just best practice, in my opinion, um, and it doesn't have to be this really rigorous, like hard hitting thing. It's going to feel very organic and natural, but it's going to take the client out from existing in that state where they feel kind of in limbo. And then they're maybe doing things um, that exist outside of your boundaries or they're eating up your time or they're taking advantage of your services, things of that sort. So we'll look at how you can establish and communicate your working hours with your client. We'll look at how you can automate check-ins to stay in routine uh, contact with your client, again, so that they're not just like firing off messages to you 24-7. We'll also look at tools um, to set goals for your clients to make sure that they're focused on the right thing. So again, they're not always getting in touch when they have other places that they can be going. We'll also look at ways to efficiently manage frequently asked questions. So this is all kind of from the emphasis of protecting your time and maintaining your kind of schedule and time boundaries with clients. So I want to dive in and take a look at the actual platform with you now. So let's head to the platform and we can dive in to actually looking at some of these things. So the first thing that we spoke about was incorporating your boundaries into your workflow. So I want to show you how you can start to introduce a client application form into your Practice Better account. And if you're brand new to Practice Better, this is kind of what your homepage always looks like. Um, You've got, you know, everything that you need to stay apprised of for that particular day or that week, everything that's upcoming, you can see at a moment's notice. I'm actually going to head to my practice and down to forms and waivers, because this is where I can create a custom form that the client can fill out right from their computer or their smartphone. And I want to ensure that the client has an application form. So I've got my example right at the top here that we'll take a look at in a second, but I also wanna let you know about this little red fast action button down in the corner. If you decide to get on practice better and you're working your way through your setup, you can kind of always refer back to this button because it's always going to have the main functionalities of any given page. So you can see here that I've got my whole host of different options here. But let's take a look at this client application form. So you're going to know exactly the types of questions that you need to ask in order to vet the client to make sure that they're the right fit. So I've named this client application form. I'm going to collect their question or their information. 
and then a little bit to um, a, a few questions to ensure that they are, um, you know, within my specific client profile, the type of client that I know that I can serve and show up for, and the client that feels aligned to me so that we're both setting each other up for success. So you've got this whole toolbar to the right here with different question styles. That's going to allow you to collect information in the best way possible. What I also love about this is that I can um, mark certain questions as required. So I never have to worry as a practitioner about receiving something back that is incomplete and making it a little bit harder for me to do my job. So I really love that. And again, the client can fill this out on their phone on their computer. So they never have to worry about downloading anything, printing it off, filling it up by hand or dealing with a really cumbersome PDF filler, um, you know, system or pro program. And then they can just, um, it'll automatically be sent back to me and will be stored in the client record. So you can completely edit and move things around. You can see here the couple of questions that I have. So just short and sweet, enough for me to be able to vet the client up front before you know, they book an appointment. We have that first session and I realize that maybe we're not a good fit. We either go down that path together um, or I have to have that awkward conversation after the fact. So once you have that client application form created, you can click the more options button here. And you can actually share this form as a public form. That means that you can share this in your email newsletter, on your social media. You could even embed it into your website so that we prospective clients can use this as their first step to working with you. So again, this is a great way for you to maintain that boundary of who you work with, the type of client, um, you know, the type of problem that you're solving as a practitioner. All right, the next one that I want to look at is a pretty important one and that's waivers. This is where we're going to you know, house things like our service agreements, cancellation policies, terms of service, the important kind of behind the scenes that are um, you know, important to protect our business. So this is the same kind of um, feature that we're going to be using within Practice Better. You can see that I'm in the forms and waivers section. And I first just want to give you a quick definition that when we look at waivers within Practice Better, the way that we define this is a waiver is a form that also requires a signature. So just keep that in mind that, you know, by legal definition, those could, could differ a little bit. But I've got this group service client agreement here that I want to pull up. So here's a look again at how you can use this custom uh, form tool to create a service agreement or in terms of service that both parties have to sign. So this can happen digitally for you and the client so that you have acknowledgement from, from both parties. Um, and ultimately, you should probably consult with a lawyer or seek out professional advice on what you should include here just to cover your bases. So you can see that there's some, you know, examples here. So what the service entails, what it doesn't, so your scope of practice, fee and refund policy, permissions and how your intellectual property can be used, um, disclaimer to limit your liability, conflict resolution and how to end the relationship if you need to. So all good things to think about when you think about the types of boundaries that you need to introduce into your business. Again, I do recommend you seek out professional help when crafting things like your service agreement or your um, terms of service. They know best what you need to protect yourself, but um, certainly something that can be built out and practice better where you can collect a signature from your client. All right, the next place that I want to show you here, I'm going to head to my practice and then down to disclaimers. The, this is a section where you can actually add in a disclaimer into your um, specific practitioner portal, and you can pull these into many different places. So when you're building out your services, your programs, your packages in Practice Better, the types of offerings and how you'll actually work with your clients, you can add these disclaimers. So it adds an extra point of contact or an extra point um, of reminder, a place for your clients to see these disclaimers again. So no signature is associated with a disclaimer, but it is um, something that they'd manually have to say that they acknowledged. So keep in mind the types of things that you'd maybe want to put in a disclaimer versus a form that requires a signature. You can see here an example of mine. So this is a cancellation policy and a no-show. So I get to name it. And then I get to add the content here. So just reminding the client of my cancellation and no-show policy. 
So a great place for me to, again, establish that boundary and communicate it to the client so that if it does, you know, take place, one, hopefully this dissuades a client from actually doing these things, but two, if they do do them, I have protected my best interests of my time, my income, things of that nature. Okay. And then the client will be able to say, I have read and agreed to the terms and conditions. So you get to exactly kind of write in that agreement clause. And let's kind of take a look at exactly where um, something like this shows up in the platform. So I can head to my practice. I'm going to go to my services. So this is where we build out the offers that we share with our clients. So I'll look at packages and you can see I have my six month package here. So this is where I'm kind of building things out for the clients. And you can see here that under terms and conditions, I have added that cancellation policy and no show. So again, you might also want to double down and have this information in a service agreement on a waiver that is being signed, but this is another nice point of reminding the client exactly what you expect and what your boundaries are as the practitioner. When they're going to book this service, whether it's a package like you saw here as this example, or an individual service or a program, they would have to, uh, you know, agree to have that agreement clause that you wrote in and actually agree to it. So again, this is kind of going off of that philosophy of staying in constant communication and incorporating your boundaries into the entire kind of client journey. So we talked about um, a way of your client referring back to information so that they have their expectations set. We have a place to clearly communicate our boundaries and the client can refer back to that at any time. So I wanna show you here that when a client becomes um, an actual client of mine, so they've kind of shifted from a prospective client to a client, they've got this client record here. So this is housing all of the information to do with this specific client right from the very beginning. Mary is my demo client, so you'll see that we've got lots of activity going on for her. But specifically, when I, what I want to draw your attention to in this client record is this documents section. So this document section is a great place to share resources with your client. And I think it's a great practice. This is just, you know, me talking about my experience as a practitioner and throughout my career of creating these resources for your client to come back to so that there's no room for them to guess or speculate or assume that they know exactly how this relationship should go. So I'm going to go to all shared documents. So you can see all these examples that I have created for Mary over the years. So things like, uh, let's take a look here, journal instructions. So journals are a feature within Practice Better that log um, diet and lifestyle information, but there's many ways to use the journals. So maybe you need to um, you know, communicate exactly how you want the, the client to be completing their journals. Um, so they aren't filling it out in the wrong way. I have things like a video session prep checklist. If I'm working with my clients virtually, maybe I want them to, you know, test their microphone, make sure that they're, they have a secure internet connection, make sure that they're not in a super noisy area, things of that sort. So that when we do have those sessions, we can make the most of them and use that time really smart and efficiently. I have your package roadmap. So if I want to share with the client, you know, exactly uh, loosely what we'll be talking about at every session throughout our three-month or our six-month package, how far apart certain appointments should be, what they should be working on in between sessions, how they can contact me in between sessions with questions or for support, they can always refer back to this PDF and have all of the answers that I need. So you can see here that I've got a lot of different um, examples here. My privacy policy that I've shared with Mary. I've also got an FAQ. So if you have, you know, narrowed down on your niche, if you have um, determined who your ideal client is and you've started to work with them or you've had, you know, enough experience working with clients, you've likely experienced Clients have the same questions over and over again, whether that's about how you work as a practitioner. So maybe a question like, um, is practice better HIPAA compliant? Is this somewhere that I can trust that my information is going to live securely? Yes. So I don't need to spend my time going back and forth with this with my client. I can let them know that for this type of information, they can refer to the FAQ. Maybe this is something about how soon they can expect a meal plan after our initial consultation. I can house all that type of information in the FAQ and ask them to review that and refer back to it anytime that they have a question. So again, this is a great place for you to share resources, 
just to protect your time, set those expectations, communicate your boundaries, just set each other up for success. Hey, hope you're enjoying this episode. Wanted to let you know if you're not a part of our Facebook group already, we have a strong community called Business Growth Secrets for dietitians and nutrition coaches that you're going to wanna be a part of. Every single week we have a live training on the topics that are most important to you in growing your practice. So if you want to have more freedom, if you want to have more flexibility and build a lifestyle that you enjoy, make sure to join the Business Growth Secrets for Dietitians and Nutrition Coaches Facebook group. Go ahead and search it. You'll find it. It'll be at the top of the list. Join it. Enjoy. And now back to the show. All right. I know that we're flying through lots of different ways to incorporate boundaries into the behind the scenes work with your um, practice better account. And the next thing that I'm going to show you is again, how you can start to protect your time and your calendar, the hours that you're keeping through um, your schedule. So I'm going to head to my practice and down to availability. Actually, you know what? Let's go somewhere else. Let's go to services. So this is again, back where we create the things that we offer for our clients. So the individual appointment types, the packages, things of that sort. Let's look at the follow-up session as an example. So you can see here that I can, um, as I'm building out my service, I've got the ability to name it at the description duration. Here's another example of where that terms and conditions lives within the platform at the payment, the service availability. But what I specifically want to draw attention to is the booking options section. So this is where you can really start to protect your own calendar and time boundaries. You can do things like avoid back-to-back -back appointments, things that are coming onto your calendar too short of notice, and just ensure that things are taking um, place in a way that really works for you. So you can see that you've got a whole host of options here. Everything from um, adding a buffer before to ensure that you have time to use the restroom, grab a glass of water, pull up your file, look at your notes, to having a buffer after your session so that clients are not running back to back. You do get one of those really chatty clients. It's not like that domino effect that throws off the rest of your day. You can restrict your clients from booking. And bear in mind that this is um, you know, distinct for every individual service or appointment type package that you're creating. So this could differ service to service, but for something like a follow-up session, maybe I don't want anybody popping up on my calendar without at least one day's notice. So I can make that um, you know, happen by just selecting this choice here. Maybe if it was something like a discovery call where I don't have to pull up a client record and really inform myself too much about the client, they've just kind of filled out that short application form then maybe I can be a little bit more dynamic and move it to 12 hours or six hours before. If it's an initial consultation, maybe I want a couple more days. But the point is here that nobody's going to show up in my calendar um, without having you know, due time for me to prep accordingly for that spe specific appointment type. And you can see here that I've got a lot of different options. I can give clients a rolling date range in my calendar so they can't like go into December of 2024 and book an appointment that just like frankly doesn't make sense. I can keep them within say the next week so that my calendar isn't filling up super sporadically. I can say how my calendar shows up and lots of different options here. I can even look at booking restrictions. So maybe uh, you don't want your calendar being completely open to clients for every single individual service type. So maybe they can book their initial consultation with you, but as far as the pacing of follow-up sessions and you want to make sure that they have the appropriate time in between sessions to actually implement your advice and recommendations, well, then maybe you want the follow-up to be private where you have the ability to book it on behalf of the client, but they don't have the ability to just go into your calendar and pop up. So you get to decide again at the individual service level how you want your clients to book in with you and how you can protect your time and kind of assert those boundaries with your clients right from the very beginning. You don't have to deal with that kind of back and forth of just seeing somebody pop up in your calendar and then having to email them and, and dealing with the back and forth. So a great way to kind of protect your day-to-day your -day kind of tasks as well. All right, next thing I want to look at, 
kind of where we started here was looking at that availability. So this is kind of how you're building out your calendar, those pockets of time that you're actually available to meet with your clients and book in with them. Um, so this is where when I, I send off a booking link, the client will follow it and be able to book in. And I can really make this work for my specific time boundaries or restrictions or how I want to work and set up my day. So, you know, maybe I only work certain days in a clinic and I need to reflect that in my calendar. Maybe I have a child that I need to pick up from childcare or school and I need to block that time off my calendar or make that not available to my clients. Maybe I'm not currently full-time in my practice yet in my health and wellness business and I'm still working a nine to five and I need to only set up my calendar to be evenings and weekends. So you can do all of that kind of nitty gritty granular setup within practice better where every day can look a little bit different. So let's take a look here. When I'm creating my availability, I'll be able to first say my time zone. I'll be able to say the start time and end time of that window of availability. You could choose um, an end date. Start date is when you'd want to actually put it on your calendar. End date would be more appropriate if you have like a seasonal offer, like a spring workshop or a spring series, something like that maybe. You can also say that it recurs. So if every day looks the same for you, then that's great. But if every, you know, Wednesday looks a little bit different, every maybe Tuesday and Thursday, you're in a clinic and you need to reflect that, you can make that happen. And then you get to actually say what services you're offering for that specific window and also how they'll take place. So again, you don't have to worry about clients overstepping and showing up in your calendar in a way that just doesn't make sense for you. And then having to deal with the back and forth of rebooking them at a time, place, and way that does work for you. So it makes it all very intuitive where you just basically eliminate the need to have those uncomfortable interactions and conversations with clients. So you'd go through and you'd set up every day to properly reflect what services you're offering at what time and in what way in your calendar. Do we have any questions, Javier, that anything have popped up in the comment section? So nothing yet, but for everyone who is watching live with us right now, uh, first and foremost, say hello in the chat so that we know you're here. And if you have a question for Brittany on anything, practice better and boundaries, make sure you drop those questions in the chat. If we don't get to them now, we'll have some time towards the end to get all your questions answered. Okay. So drop your questions in the chat if you have any, and we'll circle back and get those answered for you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. If there's no current questions, I'm going to keep going and showing you guys ways that you can use practice better to set up um, things to communicate your boundaries and enforce them. Next, what I want to share with you is, um, you know, we talked about staying in communication with your clients so that they're not hanging out in that weird in limbo stage and they're making assumptions about how their client journey and their interactions with you should look like. So if that's the case, I want to share with you um, ways that you can make that happen. First, I want to share with you that we have this little messaging feature in Practice Better. This is a secure chat feature, meaning that it's all HIPAA compliant and allows you to interact with your clients, check in with them, answer questions, share photos back and forth, even hop on a video session if you want to. Um, so a great place to have that casual check-in and just make it feel very accessible and approachable for the client. The client can download an app on their smartphone to access this type of thing, or they can do it through their computer, kind of like what you're seeing here. So bear in mind that this is my demo account. So my clients are not very nice and they ghost me and they don't respond to my check-ins. Um, but hopefully your clients are actually engaging back with you and checking in with you. So, you know, as far as um, when we're talking about boundaries, you should be outlining to your client how they should communicate with you, where to go when they have questions. Um, is there a certain type of question that you want to reserve for an actual session with them? Things of that sort. So the chat is a great place. You can also schedule messages in advance. So if I want to say uh, something really simple, um, how's it going with your new meal plan? I can actually schedule this message to go out at a certain time. So if I want to get ahead of my schedule and do all of my, you know, client check-ins, um, and have them go out throughout the week. I can spend, you know, an hour on Monday morning and schedule all of these to go out at the appropriate time. So again, um, as you think about ways that you're going to communicate and support your clients, you will want to think about the ways that you can open up 
those avenues of support for your client and also the boundaries that they need to maintain. Again, you don't necessarily want your clients having access to 24-7 because that is a great way to burn out really fast. So there's this way that you can communicate individually with the client through the broadcast feature. So depending on what plan type that you end up on with Practice Better, you can also send check-ins to groups. So they'll still receive it as an individual message from you as the practitioner. You can still kind of customize it to look like it was being sent only to them, but it helps you do this really efficiently. So this is a great avenue for communication and support, but how can we start to establish those boundaries through this tool? I'm going to take us to the little gear icon and we're going to go to the telehealth and messaging section here. So this is all the you know different settings and preferences for um, the different messaging tools within Practice Better. But specifically, I want to look at the chat autoresponder here. So when I am you know working off hours, if maybe I am going on vacation and I don't want clients blowing me up, if I know that I work 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday to Friday and I don't necessarily want clients to assume that I'm going to be answering them outside of those hours. I can set up an autoresponder in my account to ensure that they'll at least hear from them to know that, you know, I received their message. I do plan on responding once I'm back, you know, within 12, 24, whatever your boundary is surrounding communication, you can communicate that to the client. So there's, you know, they're not being um, ghosted or feeling like they're being ghosted or ignored. At least they're getting this autoresponder that's reminding them of what your communication window is and how soon you'll actually respond to them. So that's one thing to keep in mind if you are opening up something like the chat with your clients that you can keep in mind that you can enforce and you can add different periods. So if you aren't working the exact same schedule every single day and you want to ensure that your off hours are properly reflected and communicated to the client that you'll get back to them when you are back in the office, you can set up that autoresponder appropriately. So that way, when the client does, um, you know, send a message, they'll receive that back. Uh, but what happens if you do have a client that, despite that, they're continuing to send you lots of messages, they're maybe not paying attention to those boundaries, they're maybe um, asking too many questions, uh, it sounds like, you know, unreasonable, but it does happen. It does happen where clients just kind of um, want access to 24 seven. So if it does come to that and you are having a hard time getting a client to respect a boundary when it comes to communication and expecting too much out of you, despite having communicated things, you do have the option of actually revoking chat access. So if, you know, they've kind of lost their permissions for that because they're just taking advantage of your time and wanting to kind of have you um, at their finger 24 seven, Keep that in mind that you can revoke that access so that you can communicate with them in a different, more controlled way where they can't just, you know, message you 24-7. All right. I want to share with you another way that you can kind of check in with clients in a more uniform way. So if you're not interested in having the chat because you've had experiences with clients who have blown you up and messaged you too much and kind of taken advantage of your time, um, then you could look to check in with your clients in a more uniformed, uh, formatted way. And that could be through something like a form. So we've been here already before. We're familiar that this is the custom form booker within Practice Better, but you can do things like a check-in form. So that way ahead of maybe a follow-up session, you can create an automation in Practice Better so that this form is automatically delivered to the client. They can answer a few questions so that you have an idea of how they've been faring between the last session, if they've been implementing your advice and recommendations, if they're trying anything new, what's working for them, what's not. And that way you have all the information ready to go for that next session with them. You could even add, you know, a long form question saying, do you have any questions you want addressed at our next session? So things like that, again, mark it as required if you don't want the client to skip out on it. So if you are looking to get even more rigor around the types of communication and this type of access clients have for your support in between sessions, maybe you are um, you know, checking in with the client through a form instead. 
All right. We are almost at the end. We almost have this within the full hour and still some time for questions at the end. I've got one last thing that I want to share with you, and that is what we call snippets in Practice Better. So again, I'm going to go to the gear icon and then down to shortcuts and snippets. And the reason why I'm showing you this particular feature within Practice Better is because I already spoke about this, but it is inevitable that you're going to have certain clients ask the same questions over and over again. And I am all about um, creating kind of those time and energy boundaries so that we're not doing repetitive work day to day. We can focus on the business. We can focus on doing the tasks that are going to move us ahead and less on these things that are just repetitive. And frankly, we can do you know better. So snippets are a way of the, the way that I like to explain this is it's like copying and pasting, um, but you don't have to like find that body of text to copy and then paste it when you're talking to a client. So they'll exist for you in kind of whatever way that you set it up. So let's take a look here. You can see that I've got a couple FAQs already created as examples in my snippets. So I'm going to click edit so you can see exactly what this looks like. This one's kind of long. They don't obviously have to be so long. But name your snippet. This is just going to be something that you see as the practitioner. So you can see that I've named this FAQ, Supplement Quality. And then I can say where I want this to be available. And we'll take a look at oops, how exactly I can access that in just a second here. You have the option of either plain or rich formatting. So, you know, if you want to be able to like bold things and underline them, et cetera, you can do that. I'm just going to keep mine plain. So I can imagine that if I get a client who I'm working with, I've made some recommendations for, maybe I've linked with like one of our online dispensaries, like full script, and I'm making them this recommendation and they're like, hold up, I can get my supplements way cheaper at Costco or another big box store. What's the deal with these supplements? What's the deal with these that I'm, I'm paying a little bit more money for? And as practitioners, you know, we get it. We've done the research. We understand that the quality is important, but we have to educate the client. So a good frequently asked question that I often got was, tell me about why I'm paying more for these specific supplements. So rather than typing out this answer, which you can see is kind of lengthy, every single time I can refer back to this snippet and access this anytime that a question like this is being answered. So I'm protecting my time, I'm protecting my energy, and the client knows no different. They're still getting the information that they need on their end. So you can see here that the body of text that I find that I'm answering or repeating often, I put here. And then let's say that my let's go to mary let's say that mary has that question uh you know what can you tell me more about the supplements that you recommended to me i'm seeing that i can get x y and z a little bit cheaper elsewhere i can add these two little curly brackets i don't know the formal name but we'll call them curly brackets and i've got this full list of snippets at my fingertips here so again instead of just having to type everything out Every single time or going somewhere and copying, pasting, I can just very quickly drop this in the chat for Mary and she has that full information from me. So I love adding little tips and tricks like these into my day-to-day -day workflows because as I keep saying, I'm protecting my time, I'm protecting my energy, the client gets what they need, they're happy and I'm happy as practitioner. We're both having a great experience working together. So there's a few different ways that I look at boundaries, you know, the things that actually need to be communicated and upheld with the client you know, things like the waivers and the terms of conditions, the service agreements, that's all really important for the client to know. But there's also boundaries that I need to have awareness of in my own business that I need to uphold as a practitioner. So that's things that we talked about, like understanding the type of client that I want to work with and upholding that for myself, finding ways to eliminate repetitive work, finding ways to set up my calendar in a way that really works for me. So I want you to be able to think about those two different ways when you're thinking about boundaries. All right, I knew we we went through a lot of different things in Practice Better here. Um, I'm gonna actually go back to our slide deck here. Let's take a look here. You've just seen a lot of the possibilities and things that are, you know, you have access to within the Practice Better platform. So on top of being a platform that allows you to, you know, send invoices and create your schedule and actually host video sessions, coach your clients, all of that, you've got all of these amazing ways that you can start to implement boundaries with your clients and within within your own business structure. And I'd love to invite you to get started on the platform with a free trial. 
So go ahead and scan this. If you're watching, you can do that and it will bring you right to the Practice Better platform for you to sign up with a 14-day free trial. And you can also use the code TBR20, TPR, that should say TPR. I'm going to um, have you maybe have your <laughs> in the comments, uh, clean that up for me. It's TPR uh, 20 to receive 20% off for four months if, for anyone that's getting started on Practice Better for the first time. So that's for any paid plan. And that's another thing to keep in mind. If you do decide to start a free trial, um, just know that you can actually hop between the different plan types so that you can get a feel for one, the one that works best for you because we do have five. So keep that in mind. All right, guys. Do we have any questions, Javier? Is there anything that you want to add? Uh, I do not see any questions, uh, Brittany, but uh, I have a few people saying that it's all uh, great, great information and that this was super helpful. So thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really hoping to be able to connect with you again on the 21st. So I do hope to see you there. Know that even if you can't attend live, we always send out a rate as well. So we'd love to have you register anyway so that you don't miss out on the amazing information that we're going to be sharing with you. But uh, if there's no questions, I guess we will say our goodbyes until the next time. So thank you again so much for having uh, me and tuning in for the last hour almost. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, everyone, have a beautiful rest of your evening. Thank you so much for hanging out. And if you have any questions after the fact, drop them down below. Uh, if I can't answer them, I'll have Brittany join the Facebook group. Yes. And she yeah. can go ahead and answer those for you as well. So, uh, yep, thank you so much. And I hope you all have a great evening. Take care. All right. Bye, everyone. I'll see you in the comment section. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I know your time is super valuable, and I know that you're here to learn how to grow a successful practice. So I have something special just for you. If you're a health expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, you're going to want to pay attention. Because as a listener of this show, we want you to win. So we've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of The Practice Revolution. These resources are worth $7,000, so stick with me here. If you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to implement what's already proven to work, rather than reinventing the wheel, you're going to want to send us a private message on Instagram at The Practice Revolution. And simply let us know that you listen to our podcast and we'll personally hand over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is available only for listeners of this show. So if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a practice that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, go ahead, send us a private message on Instagram at the practice revolution right now so you can win big in your practice and in your life see you soon